0: Welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Today is a very special episode. We have fan favorite Ian Dixon, along with over 50 Jerry Maguires. That's right. I've got to, I'm going to edit in some B-roll footage and stuff like that, too. <laughs> so, you got. You guys got to check out, you guys got to check out the YouTube video.
1: Check check, check. Nope. Nothing.
0: Nope. How about now? There I am. And there we go. Okay, great. (laughs) Off to a smashing start. Our debut to the world (laughs) starts with errors. But, I mean, look at this. I mean, have you ever seen a more glorious
1: site? Virgin Jerry's. Yeah. Like, we were just trying to find Jerry Maguire's through thrift stores. So there's got to be a story about this, how you got so many sealed, unmolested Jerry's. Right? There is a very
0: good story. And you went to Steve's Liquor, right, mm-hmm. uh, just before coming to the pod to get yourself a bit of brew. I had to grab some beverages, as usual. Yeah. You know, it's part of the weekly pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, I do another podcast called the Detroit Songwriter Dispatch, right? And I always go grab some cheap beer from there, some mm-hmm. PBRs or whatever, uh, before we do the podcast. Uh, for the guests and stuff like that. And so I walked into Steve's and Dave from the dispatch, not sneaky D mm-hmm. he points out uh, this massive stack of VHS tapes just right on the freezer. Mm-hmm. And I take a look at them and there's a lot of like Disney stuff and all that. But like in the middle of it all is like this mountain of Jerry Maguire tapes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I pretty much pissed myself right there
1: Yeah. At Steve's? At Steve's liquor in Ham Tramic. I've never, I guess, ventured throughout the store. I just It was go right to the- there, right at the door. Just just a mount I almost bat-
0: walked past it. If huh. not for Dispatch Dave, this would have never happened. Okay. And like I I just started to flip shit. I, I like it took a while for me to process that these were Jerry Maguire's. And then it took a while for me to process that. Not only were these Jerry Maguires, but these were Jerry Maguires in perfect mint condition, still in the, the plastic, still sealed. Yeah. Unmolested, virgin, Jerry Maguire VHS tapes. Now, if you're a true Scott Castigator, you, you know that we have this fascination with the Jerry Maguire VHS tapes, thanks to uh, the everything is terrible people. Yes. We've been searching out a Jerry Maguire tape uh, just just in thrift stores. We, we would have taken a battered copy. And oh, my God, I can't believe I found this. So anyway, I went to go um, buy my beer and I asked the guy, what's the deal with this mountain of Jerry Maguire VHS tapes you have over there on the freezer? And he's like, oh, the guy who owns this place used to own a video store and he's clearing out his attic. And I guess he was just trying to figure out what to do with the VHS tapes. And he just put them there for now. Mm. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> this guy doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, can I have them? And he goes, hmm, I think he, he smelled blood in the water there. And he yeah. was like, oh, this guy actually wants uh, 50 plus Jerry Maguire VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you can't just have them, but you can buy them. And he was like, $3. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I could do $3 a tape. That's just a lot of money. And bear in mind, at this time, I had like $5 in my bank account. <laughs> 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 so like, I couldn't walk away with him that day anyway. Um, so I bartered him down. We got it to $1 per Jerry Maguire VHS tape. And lo and behold, here we are. Uh, I I got a loan from Sibel, Mm-hmm. you know, and to to tide me <laughs> over until Monday when I get my check, and uh, and so she she is a partial owner at this point. Um, I told her that there was some eBay value to these things, mm-hmm. you know, because I think people buy them up when everything is terrible comes around, yeah, so that they can do that. So like these things
1: sell for like seven bucks a pop, nice, right? And like so we could sell like five of them, get our money back, right? Just, and then, then we'll have we'll still have a still have like fifty, yeah. It wouldn't dent it, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. So it's like, oh my god, I'm just so excited right now. Like I've never, like I feel just proud of myself. Like how many people can say they bartered at a party store? <laughs> you know, I did that. That is something I'm, I, I I can say I did now, and I acquired all these tapes. It's such a haul. I mean, look at these things. They still have the price tags on them from when they're being sold for like 20 bucks. Yeah. It's amazing. Isn't it beautiful? It certainly is. Like The only time we ever seen these this many Jerry's at once is when the world's largest collector of Jerry's comes through town, everything is terrible. That mm-hmm. uh, video troupe, I guess is what they'd be called. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that makes me the second... <laughs> <laughs> Scott cast collectively is this is the second largest holder of Jerry Maguire videotapes and I think you know we have got like three cameras trained on us right now we should uh let let we should try to parlay this into some internet fame hmm. I feel like we could do it I feel like so like but I don't know if you want internet fame I don't know if I do either right but like like
1: the writings on the wall or on the table yeah as it were at this point so what are you proposing we do to uh stoke up the the internet well i we've got a lot of footage going on right now
0: i figured i figured uh everything is terrible is going to want to see this right just just as people Mm -hmm. you know like because they're responsible for this mania that we've embarked on they're responsible for the fact that i saw a stack of 50 plus. Jerry Maguire, VHS tapes, and thought to myself, Gotta have those. Gotta have those. I will find a way. I will break all taboos of uh, American mercantilism. I will barter with the man behind the counter. I will get these at a good price, and it will be mine, and this episode will air. And look at us now. This is the <laughs> testament to the will of Scott from Cast. 50 plus Jerry Maguire's. I've also hidden many Jerry's throughout the house. Yeah. You know, so like we have this huge table set up of Jerry's and basically I maxed out the table presentation wise. You can't really add more Jerry's without sacrificing room for beer, recording equipment, or making it just generally like little, maybe you could put one over there. I'll put one over I'll here. One over here. Put one over there, but that looks good. Anyway, <laughs> so this is exciting. I'm doing good. I feel good. But we've got a full podcast here. It's not just about Jerry's right now. We've got Email Bag, and we've got some Sneaky D special coming up. But first, Email Bag. Let's hear it. Is it from uh, our favorite? That's right. It's from Master Charles. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be an Email Bag, uh, just email hotforscottcast at gmail.com. That's hot, the number four and then scottcast at gmail.com, or reach out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, But today we've got emails from Master Charles. He's talking about a little bit about the Meyer thing that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. He says, my apartment complex has a valet trash service where you can leave your trash outside your door and somebody else will come and collect it, a lot like the groceries. I put my trash out maybe every week, and my next-door neighbor has her trash out like every day. How do people have so much trash? It's talking about waste. Hmm. Do you have? Do you, are you wasteful? Do you think? Do you do you concern yourself with the environment? I do. <clears throat> I'm probably more wasteful than I ought to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's in, like it's almost impossible not to be wasteful to some degree. Yeah. Given our given given a just being human beings, human beings like to get stuff and collect stuff and bring stuff to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we we started out collecting like rocks and sticks and and small animals, and, and uh, we ended up being, as we are, collecting 50-plus Jerry Maguire VHS tapes. Do you think 50-plus Jerry Maguire VHS tapes is a waste? Hmm. I think... Because it brings so much joy. They do. You know? And, like, they do have a final resting place planned. Yeah. They'll, they'll live together, all the Jerrys. All the Jerrys. Out in the, in the
1: desert. In the Great Pyramid. So... I don't think these are particularly a waste. I mean, technically, it's a waste that so many were produced, I suppose. Yeah. But they can be repurposed.
0: Right. It's a waste when you consider this is just one movie of thousands. (laughs) (laughs) And not every movie has such a fervent uh, fan base as to have collectors just wanting to grab them and send them to the Great Pyramid of Jerry. I'm going to be like adding like little footage over us talking by <laughs> the way so people know what we're talking about in the video this is mine you
1: can squeeze it in squeeze it in yes there we go so many, many cherries.
0: cherries oh my <laughs> lord i'm just gonna play with them now <laughs> like i don't even want a podcast i just want to play with these cherries. it's so much fun uh, so that was a good email back you know not too bad but he sent another email he says the new hotness in the social media world is TikTok. Do you know about that? Do your kids talk about that? I don't know about that. TikTok. It's apparently the new hotness for Master Charles. Uh, he wanted to be at the forefront of technology, so he downloaded it and immersed himself in it so that he could learn the inner workings of the platform. But alas, he became addicted. Hmm. He became so addicted. So this is
1: like a, a game, or what? What is it exactly? It's a
0: social media network. I, I, okay. I actually, I he. He wants to hear the ScottCast deep dive report and why social media like this is addicting. He mm-hmm. says it made him feel like he was back in the old MySpace days, mm-hmm. which is how I know Master Charles primarily is through his MySpace page. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of intriguing to me that he's got, he's he, he's on this platform that makes him feel that nostalgia. It's the, the platform itself, I don't understand quite yet. You know, maybe I'm an old man. Yeah. But it's, you go on, be apt, And it it just displays videos that are just full screen. I posted one just earlier today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how people discover it. I'm going to like mine. Uh, I put some hashtags in it and it said that people were using it. Is it like Snapchat kind of? I guess it's it's not like Snapchat in that it's not. Uh, I think it's like stories that are meant to kind of go out to everyone. I'm not mm-hmm. following anybody on it. I couldn't find Master Charles's TikTok. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I, I want to do a deep dive report on TikTok, but I'm too old. I can't handle it. I, I'm like, I'm just now getting used to Instagram. Yeah.
1: And, and, and I this is my first time hearing of it. So I can't uh, really offer a... An informed dis, uh, opinion about it,
0: yeah. But I think he was more interested in us talking about the addiction of social media mm. the machine. You know, like I know I can get addicted to it. Yeah, all sorts of social media. I don't know if do you. I don't know if you'd count Reddit as social media, but that is definitely an easily addictive thing. I hear the reason why people love social media so much isn't that they enjoy the content or enjoy anything really about it, other than there's a novelty factor. Mm -hmm. Like if you check it, you know, there's going to be something new. Yeah. Something that might have to do with you. And it like instigates some sort of response where you're like, oh, well I need to understand what's going on. I need to know what's new. Like apparently novelty gives us a positive dopamine
1: response. It it works on the pleasure pathway. Um, I think it's, it's more about how it's, uh, how it's, built so like getting likes is kind of like a a reward for participating the notifications even if it's not anything to do with your specific post is kind of like Facebook giving you attention and attention is reinforcing I do
0: like attention
1: yeah so it's it works on the same pathways as uh, you know drugs or sex or anything else that you
0: can get addicted to do you think it's more powerful or less powerful than like say drugs and sex you think it's easier think. to become social
1: media addicted? I think it depends on the person. I think it's easier
0: to become social media addicted because it's so it's accessible, rampant. Yeah. it's rampant, it's everywhere, and like unlike drugs or sex, you know, you could just download it on your phone and there it is. I suppose you could download like porn. Yeah. And that's addicting in its own way. But I feel like social media, you can look at it on a bus and no one cares. hmm But if you looked at In porn on a bus, people would be like, "What's this guy doing? What's why is he? Why is he? Ooh, mm. (laughs) that's disgusting." I would say, "Yeah, was that deep enough of a dive?" I don't know. I think it was. It was pretty deep. Consult
1: Master Charles later.
0: Right. Do you think Scott Cast City should have a social media network? I think it should have like a state-controlled social media network. You know, so we can monitor everything everybody's saying and make sure popular opinion is where we want it to be mm-hmm. you know but you're the rule maker I'm just the deity
1: yeah that sounds a little too uh fascist for me a little fascist
0: a little fascist so should we have like let them make their own social media accounts
1: and we don't even log on I don't know what value social media would bring to Scott City. I would rather have people just kind of actually interacting with one another a ban on social media yeah a complete ban you can subscribe to Skycast,
0: or you can go outside and talk to people and do your own personal casting. But besides that, there's no reason to have a social media account. Yeah, I for one don't like social media at all. Like, I think it's dangerous for people because it gets them addicted. It, it, it I think it like rewires their brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like pe- like it, it makes them less sociable. Like, yes ever since I started podcasting, I realized, oh my God, I'm just bad at conversation. So like I started podcasting and I kind of went deep into it because I just wanted to reconnect with people and like, like I like the idea of sharing and stuff like that. And, and I like the idea that things can reach the world Mm -hmm. uh, through the internet and social media and all that. But if everything you do is just with your thumbs, it's, there's no real connection, right? You know, you gotta have in-person things or, or at least, you know, just talk to someone directly to their face. You know, social media, is, it's easy to be anonymous and just terrorize people. Mm-hmm. And that's terrible. Everything is terrible about social media. Agreed. Right. You know, and the whole high school reunion bit is a little old by now. Mm-hmm. Like I used to appreciate social media because I could see people I haven't seen in a while just to see what they're up to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... I recently had my high school reunion pop through, and I don't care for it. I didn't even want to go. I got delayed in Nebraska uh, coming out, so I wasn't able to go. But that was last on my mind of yeah things that I was missing. Like there was a show at the Ghostlight that I was like, oh dang, I wish I could have seen them. I kind of like that band, and that was more that was more that was that, that was more like oh I missed that more FOMO yeah than the high school reunion because I'm so inundated with like, what these people have been up to. It's like, I know what you look like still, you know? I don't get to have that blinded for 10 years and then revealed to see what, what these people have become yeah. in their life. I know who's successful, and turns out it's the people you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. who would've thunk it? You would've thunk it? I think that's how it works. I don't think anybody did anything crazy, like gone to jail or anything. And I figure, like, if you're going to jail, you'd post it on social media.
1: You, know? you think so,
0: yeah, I would like like if like I was going to jail and like I had like awesome pictures of me like like in a jumpsuit or, or like a cop like like you know putting me over a cop car with the mm-hmm. handcuffs and like I'm like looking at that, like I might have a rap album someday, and that would be an excellent album cover, you know, that would be great for
1: Scott cast too, some sweet arrest photos in a waffle house where you're not wearing pants, that's right, <laughs> against the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic. So, yeah, I think I'd post it on social media, and I haven't seen anybody post it. So mm-hmm. I just imagine that nobody's gone to jail, which is a little disappointing. I thought people from Clarkston would go to jail, at least a couple, yeah. at least like a smaller percentage. <laughs> and that would have been interesting. I'd be like, "Ooh, how did that guy snap? What did he do? Did he? Was it like a crazy violent thing, or did he just, uh, you know, steal, steal, steal?" Like a collection of VHS tapes or something. It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm going to flip the cameras real quick, and then we're going to do what's what. Okay. Do you have any topics, by the way? Just no. Just through this. <laughs> <laughs> I did not
1: prepare. You sent me a thing earlier, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, I, oh okay. I'll so, that was, that was a- I don't know if I have... Oh anything useful to say about that either. That's
0: fine. We got two we got what's what we got Sneaky D's poetry. That's right.
1: Prepared here.
0: All right, we got a few things coming up on what's what. We got some news articles as always, but first, uh I wanted to do a little bit of poetry. You know, we've been mm-hmm. we've been criticized for saying we're going to talk about poetry and literature and then not delivering. Yeah. And here we're going to finally deliver. You guys want poetry? You got poetry. And not only poetry, but poetry from none other than Sneaky D himself, David.
1: Interesting. I didn't that's right. I realized that he was so artsy. He this is published poetry.
0: It was published in a magazine. Hmm. He had it published when he was in high school. Interesting. It's called Teen Ink. Okay. I, I, he was telling me about it, and he was kind of shy. He, he kind of didn't want me to read it. He said it was very personal. A lot, of, a lot of emotion went into this, and I was hmm. like, "Wow, I just never put Sneaky D in the poet laureate category." You know? Yeah, he's the id. He's the id. He's supposed to be barbarian about this kind of stuff but no it turns out like 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 he's a caveman shakespeare
1: <laughs> you want to hear it i would love to hear it
0: all right uh, flurry of frozen fury by sneaky d the hailstorm blew westward however irrelevant it was to the angry lashes it made across the rosy face it bit small pieces of feeling away its frigidity stirred a buzzing sensation on the permeable pores causing them to give in, surrender, to the army of never-ending white, a crease crassly crested on his weathered brow. A secondary thought spread swiftly to his chapped lips, curling curtly into a comfortable curve. He turned back to the door, felt the welcoming warmth, spun speedily and retreated, another day perhaps. Sneaky-dee.
1: <laughs> I like the uh, alliteration in Lots there. of
0: alliteration, yeah,
1: yeah. He was into it.
0: Like, I, I feel like that poem brings to me The Mind of the Polar Vortex.
1: Yeah, it's kind of apropos.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. And He's got one published poem, and it happens to be something that really works well for this. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited. You did good. Let's see. Let's, let's, do, let's do a line-by-line line a little bit. Flurry of Frozen Fury. So, like, right away. That's the title you know. This is a poem that's all about alliteration. This is a poem about that first Sound in the word. Not so much rhyming. Yeah. But a lot of alliteration. The hailstorm blew westward? I like that. Question mark. Westward? I think. (laughs) Man, I feel like this is some, some deep emotion stuff. Like when it comes to these lines. Like, however irrelevant it was to the angry lashes it made across the rosy face. It bit small pieces of feeling. Its frigidity stirred a buzzing sensation. Do you think this is about some sort of uh, some sort of long forgotten love of Sneaky D? Like perhaps like some Edgar Allan Poe kind of feelings, like some Annabelle Lee kind of stuff. Mm. I feel like this is Sneaky D's Annabelle Lee. Like maybe there was this whole romantic interlude that I've never saw. A decade of pining and and death mm. and feeling.
1: Do so you think the whole thing's
0: like a metaphor? I think it I mean it's got to be a metaphor. It can't be it's just about, be just about it being
1: real fucking cold. out.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> like I mean it could have just been like damn it's cold. <laughs> That's three words. Very efficient. But no, he he he, he details the mm-hmm. cold, the frigidity, the fact the helplessness that you face when you're like oh shit it's cold. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think maybe like 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 he had like a like a high school paramour or something like that that like like didn't go to homecoming with them? because it's Team Ink
2: mm-hmm.
0: like and like he was spurned like oh what a cold cold woman that is <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know maybe I'd be interested to hear Sneaky D's take on what was going on in his life at this right, time right
0: right. Like he wanted us to read it and review it.
1: Yeah. Yesterday.
0: I, I managed to sneak it out. We even made mm-hmm. a cliffhanger of the episode. And I gotta say, I, I mean, this is a side of sneaky D that I, I didn't know existed. Yeah. You know, he's he's so he's so alliterative. A crease crassly crested on his weathered brow. I think that's what that means. <laughs> and it's weathered. Mm-hmm. So like this is a young man writing this. Yeah. But he's like personifying himself as an old weathered man mm-hmm. a man who's been in many battles it seems like it's like he watched Game of Thrones before it came out <laughs> is what it sounds like yeah which is somewhat impressive
1: I guess that's uh, it's a thing
0: that can happen when you're you're lovelorn mm-hmm you start imagining fantasy epics that aren't gonna come out for another five years <laughs> I feel that way mm-hmm. when I was like nine I was like oh man. I just feel like I just feel like a B-movie director doing a classic fantasy movie right now. I just feel like I'm walking endlessly Yeah. to destroy a ring of power. Although he went even further and felt that way before he even had a chance. Man. So that's Sneaky Deep Poetry. If you like it, email hotforscottcast at gmail.com and, and we'll get him to write more poetry. Yeah. He writes limericks, too, he says. Does he? Yeah. He had a limerick phase. Hmm which I didn't realize was a thing. But a, so far, two out of three Scott Cast hosts of the Triumvirate mm-hmm. have had Limerick phases. Yeah. What's the you, should, you should get on that. They're fun. I don't even want to. I feel like there's too much competition in the field now. And I feel like uh, I, I feel like I would just be outshone by the
1: already practiced hands, the people who have already done it. Mm. Well, to be fair, I, I contributed very little to the... The limericks that my name's attached to. Oh, well, you did the cover art. I did do the cover art. Cover art's very important.
0: Like, I've, I've seen outlines of uh, novel writing processes online. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and like the, the outline goes like this. Uh, okay, outline the plot, write it out. And then it's like seven steps all about the post-writing process. And so like an entire step is, is uh, uh, brainstorm ideas for the cover art, mm-hmm. commission the cover art, and choose the cover art. So it's like cover art's a big deal, man. It's prob- probably more people probably look at that cover
1: art than read the limericks inside. I wonder if that much thought went into the uh Space Raptor Butt trilogy cover. I mean, I think it did. I mean, we we tore
0: it apart, you know, in in a, in a deep analysis, mm-hmm. deep analysis. <laughs> 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 you said you didn't like puns. <laughs> I do like puns when it involves deep anal. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, they clearly put that kind of thought into it because mm-hmm. it kind of tells you everything you need to know to to really want to buy that book. And that's the point of the cover. And like your cover did very well. It was a little mitten mm-hmm. with a little, you know, a thing of lotion. We'll have it up. And uh, a box of tissues. And it, and it was dirty
1: limericks uh, about towns in Michigan. Yeah. It uh, if you seek a pleasant peninsula. Mm-hmm. And in the word peninsula, we emboldened uh, penis. Oh, if you seek a pleasant penis.
0: Ian Dixon. <laughs> That's right. You gotta get your dicks in. What's the next topic here? Oh, we got what's what. What is what? What is what? Okay, this is a good headline. This runner is a hitman, and his GPS... Tied him to a mob boss murder. He runs with a GPS. He runs with a GPS. Mm. Like he, like this. Basically, it's a hitman, and the way he he calls himself the Ice Man, which is very. Uh, I feel like a poor decision. Yeah, like if I was a hitman, my my. Uh, I think, I feel like my.
1: I mean, there was already a, a hitman that called himself the Ice Man.
0: Was there? Yeah. So it's not even original. Mm-mm. That's just upsetting. This guy's not a good hitman. Yeah. Like, he, he wears a GPS watch on reconnaissance missions. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Like, just use a stopwatch if you need to time some shit. And don't call yourself the Iceman. Call yourself the like Cuddle Bear. <laughs> you know? Like... Don't fuck with Cuddle Bear, man. Yeah, don't fuck with Cuddle Bear. You know, like, the first time someone says, hey, Cuddle Bear's coming after you, they're gonna laugh. But the second time someone says, Cuddle Bear's coming after you, they won't laugh anymore. And shit their pants. That's right, because they heard of Cuddle They heard what he does. That's right. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be a great, like, criminal consultant. hmm Like, I don't want to commit any crimes. Don't want to do any crimes. But I could probably mastermind some crimes
1: for people. <laughs> you know? And is that illegal? Yeah. Oh, it is? You'd, Just to think? It'd be sort of probably conspiracy to, to commit a crime. Well, like, if you were like, hey, try this out. But if you like wrote a novel about crimes, and then someone took inspiration from that, then that wouldn't be on you.
0: Well, yeah, I could do it like Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just make somewhat vague uh, quatrains, like like where it's like mm, I'm not too sure what this means, but like maybe some maybe criminals can buy like a buy like a key mm-hmm. that somewhat deciphers excellent plans to commit crimes. Mm-hmm. Excellent little creative ways to, you know, like, classic crimes I'd go for. Like, like, uh, like rob a bank like you're in the Wild West kind yeah. of thing. and uh, Rob a train. Rob a train. <laughs> I would love to see someone rob a train these days. No one robs trains anymore. Why not? I think it's because the train learned that they can just keep going. <laughs> you don't have to wait for the guy on the track.
1: I don't think there's a ton of, like, real valuable things that are transported by train anymore.
0: Right? Unless you want, like five carts of coal to sell on the black market. I don't know. But I feel like there could be stuff transported by train. There's probably like... Like uh, cars. Chemicals
1: that are transported that way. Chemicals? Yeah, and Breaking Bad, they did a train robbery. Yeah. But like nobody's transporting like gold or anything or like large sums of money by train. But are they? I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. That's what these quatrains are for. It's
0: like a little, it's like an obscure poem that says, basically, uh, a a lot of gold is coming on the westward track. Be wary and watch your back. For if fortune is what you lack, this is the place to uh, attack. There you go. See? I'm a good, I'm a good quatrain writer. I can be a poet. Sneaky D's not the only one who can rhyme. That's right. He didn't even rhyme in his. Yeah, he just used alliteration, crying out loud. I think I think he confused a rhyming dictionary with a normal dictionary, Mm. and just picked words through the F's. Okay, we're gonna do some F's. We're Mm -hmm. gonna do some C's. You know, I'd like to see him try his hand at uh, some rhyming because he he showed me he 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 gave me the basic gist of a limerick, which I did not know you could do Mm -hmm. yesterday of one of his limericks that he that he wrote. Hit uh, his boo, mm-hmm. and I mean, I mean, he told me some of the rhymes in it, but he didn't tell me the whole thing, and he just kind of gave me a synopsis of the limerick. Okay, mm-hmm. limerick synopsis. First time
1: I've ever received a limerick synopsis. So this guy, would that take longer than in the actual limerick? Getting a synopsis about it. It did. But I don't. I, want, I don't put that past Nicky D. Sneaky D. Sneaky D's detailed. not one to be concise. No, he's. He, he prefers. He likes his
0: words. He likes words. He likes information. He likes explanation. He likes deep dives. I feel like. Uh, I feel like if Sneaky D had more of a mind of, uh, of, of a therapist of somebody in the cognitive science field, mm-hmm. uh, we'd
1: still be talking about the first email back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a. Uh, a strength in some ways and a burden in others, I suppose. What do you mean? What's a strength? Huck, being concise. Being concise. It's, it's easy to communicate thoughts, but also uh, lots of dead space in conversation.
0: Eh, I think people who feel weird about dead space in conversation are people who are way too anxious about life in general. Yeah. Because it's like, why do you need to fill every second with, with bullshit. That's like, true. You're on a podcast. You're, you're creating content where your content is literally what you say. Mm-hmm. And even with this, it's not a big deal. To, to. It's actually better to take some time, think about what you're saying, mm-hmm. and go forward, forward with it. The structure stays pretty much intact and, and, and the thoughts that you do have mm-hmm. are always something that you can stand behind and they're always something that people can listen to and be like, hmm, I understand his position now, and I'm a little bit more enlightened, Hmm. you know? I love Sneaky D, you know, but it's a barrage of information. Yeah. And you guys are good together, because you got that barrage of information, and you got that concise reaction, and then you got me talking about myself. (laughs) All good things. So it's good, you know? And and besides, for audio podcast in particular... Mm -hmm. I just delete the silences. Yeah. It's so much easier to edit silence than it is to edit way too much bullshit. Yeah.
1: Silence That's is one literally like a, a trick, You have to
0: do a lot of jump cuts. Well, there's going to be jump cuts, but, you know, there's going to also be a lot of B-roll footage mm. and a lot of... Because, I mean, look at all these fucking Jerry's, man. This is the most beautiful thing Scott Cast has ever produced. It's just all these Jerry's. Just amazing. I was, thinking, I was like, oh, shit, am I in the wrong... <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of your frame but anyway so this man like he's basically a hitman, mm-hmm. and his shtick I think is he runs and like like he just kind of on his run in the middle of his run he just plans his route and it's really interesting because he wore his GPS and so you can kind of see exactly what he did to kill the guy Mm -hmm. it was a mob boss and what he did is he rode his bike you know and he like stopped in a field and then he jogged up to the house shot him dead in his driveway jogged back got on his bike and rode off Mm -hmm. just continued his exercise route and that's a great uh, built in what is it called Uh, alibi Mm -hmm. and if like people are like speeding through like "Oh, oh did you do this oh this guy didn't do it he's exercising you know yeah Although cops do know to check GPS, because
1: should have left the GPS with the bike. Yeah, should have left the GPS uh, with the bike or something like. Left that. that alibi a little tighter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even though you I mean he parked the bike right at the right at the field of the guy, but point being, they know to check GPS because there's this one time I was taking a walk in Clausen, not Clausen, in a Canton, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden three cop cars pulled pulled over. And like with our lights blasting and we're just like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? We got to talk to you. We got to talk to you. Turns out there was a guy who looked just like me, kind of wearing the same clothes, who broke in somewhere. Mm. And I was taking a walk and my alibi, which was true, by the way, was I was just taking a walk around this block and I was scared shitless about this whole situation because they didn't say anything about what was happening. Mm -hmm. But on my walk, there was a construction zone and it would have been a pain in the ass to turn around to go around it. So I went through. Mm. I went through. And I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And then I got pulled over by three cops like five minutes later. And I was like, oh, shit, they saw me. They saw me. What do I do? What do I do? Just cooperate. Just cooperate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they're, like, they're giving me the fifth degree. There's a good cop, bad cop routine kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, the good cop, that's the one you got to watch out for. Because yeah. they're going to be buddy-buddy with you and they're going to try to get you to get information out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the, the information that they try to get out of you is always going to be way more damning. Because this guy, this good cop, was basically just asking me, Oh, cool, you're taking walk? Yeah, that's it's cool, man. That's a it's it's good. It's a good route you had there. Uh oh, you know, do you oh by the way, do you do you track your stuff? Like I like to track my stuff. I like to do that. And like he was like just trying to like be like, oh what do you do to track your exercise and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's clearly him being like, okay, where were you the past half hour? Right. I'm gonna see the exact data, you know, which is Fourth Amendment protected, I believe. I think it's fourth. Search and seizure, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you can't you can't search through people's data without uh, consent. Yeah, without consent, unless you're Google. So that's that's what you that's that's why you don't wear your GPS on your way to kill a man. But we have one more. Now this is this is kind of an intense story. We're mm-hmm. gonna go reset the cameras real quick. Okay, we're gonna do it.
1: Did you hear the one about? Um, I think it was in Minnesota a dude cosplayed Mr. Freeze and was like shouting cold puns at people and got arrested somehow. That's amazing. <laughs> like
0: I don't appreciate excessive punnery. Mhm. But the to get arrested for it. I mean, you have to be mo- like verbally molesting people with puns. Yeah, to to an extreme point, to a deranged point, unless the police force there is unusually anti-pun, I would not think so. I don't know. I feel like police have are, are in want of cheap entertainment. What well, with them riding around a car all day without a radio. Yeah, I bet they pun all the time. You know, so I don't think the police would be naturally
1: want to arrest for punnery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he must have really been uh, kind of harassing people, but it it just sounds like a a guy having some fun. Yeah. I don't know why you got to bust in on people's fun, man. Like, was he, um, was he punning like, to was everyone? Like, I didn't read the article that closely. I could find it. But it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, that kind of bad pun from the, was it Batman and Robin or Batman Forever?
0: Yeah, Jill. Mm-hmm. Yes. I used to see you.
1: Mm-hmm. That, exactly.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: It was in Sioux Falls.
0: Sioux Falls.
1: Local man arrested after cosplaying Mr. Freeze and yelling cold weather puns at people. So he was in the suit. He was arrested early Wednesday morning at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So far so good. Walking around the parking lot and yelling cold weather puns at shoppers. He told me he was going to change the stop sign to say Freeze. Freeze. He was dressed up in some clear plastic that looked hand-painted baby blue to really get the whole ice look down. Okay, I like his cosplay style. Just cheap as possible. He was also trying to talk like Arnold did in the Batman movie. I thought it was pretty funny, said one shopper. Not everyone thought the man's puns were funny, though. The man told me I needed to cool it on the makeup I was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Cool it. (laughs) Oh, my God, this guy shouldn't be arrested. He should be hired. I took serious offense to that. Who says that to a person? I'm really thinking about suing him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Look what he's dressed as. Woman or man or whatever. One woman we spoke to who was actually wearing too much makeup.
0: (laughs) That's what they say in this year. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. That's insane.
1: Authorities were called after a few citizens were concerned in the man's well-being and mental state. When we showed up to arrest him, he told my officers they needed to chill. <laughs> <laughs> the man was released after making more cold weather jokes on the way to the department.
0: Oh, really? Like like he, like he said so many cold weather puns that like in the middle of the drive. They're like, to this guy's all right. Him. Either this guy's all right or we can't take enough. Just get out. Just get out. I can't do this right now. Yeah. So there you go. God, that's a good one. That's a good one. Like, I've always wanted to cosplay as a Batman villain, but I don't think I could beat that. (laughs) You know, like, even the best, even the best, like, uh, costume or best act or something like that, you can have, like, an Academy Award winning performance. It's not going to be as good as the guy covered in plastic wrap painted blue, Mm -hmm. yelling cold weather punts to the point where he gets arrested and then released because he keeps doing it. (laughs) I just can't beat that. Like that's like someone like going to a thrift store trying to beat my Jerry Hall. Yeah, you just can't beat this. You just this can't is the do World's it. best Jerry Hall, without having people send it to the PO box. I think we should contact everything is terrible to be like, is this the world's biggest Jerry Hall or what? <laughs> you know. Yeah. This is like, I think,
1: uh, like virgin jerrys, it's definitely it.
0: Yeah, I mean these are virgin. Like they, I feel like the last time these were handled like, before they got onto that freezer was when they were taken off the shelf of the mm-hmm. of the 1996. or whatever. That's right. Somewhere somewhere around then. I didn't realize it had five Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture and Best Actor with Tom Cruise. I thought it was just a silly movie, which, you know, I guess, okay, the I mean, award doesn't matter. It probably is a silly movie, but, yeah. Anyway, more what's what. So, if you had a good, lighthearted time with Ice... I feel like
1: Iceman and then, and then, uh, Mr. Freeze. I feel like the moral of the story is if you're going to do something ridiculous, go to a Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, Walmart parking lots, good place for that.
0: That's, that's the place to go. Like, I feel like we should do a Scott cast from the Walmart parking lot just to see if we can catch something in action. We should. But I got something that didn't take place in a Walmart parking lot. Something kind of taboo topic. Mm. This is kind of an insane story. And like, I want to, I kind of want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Scott Cass is getting a little dark right now. Man allegedly, so probably, mm-hmm. held drug-fueled death party for a wife before she died.
1: I think I saw this.
0: You saw this? Mm-hmm. Did you see this photo? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. So you've seen it. Uh, did you read the article or just saw a headline? Just headline, I think. Okay. Let me tell you what it's about. A 58-year-old Minnesota man is accused of throwing a meth-fueled death party for his sick wife who authorities found dead. The basic premise is this guy had a wife that was in some sort of, uh, he's 58, she was 69. Mm-hmm. His wife was in some sort of nursing yeah, home. She <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: His wife was in some sort of nursing home and she wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. And she told him, I, I just want to not die here, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so she, he takes him home, takes her home, and and they have a meth party, basically. So, like, let's end this life with a bang, girl, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, like, when you look at his picture, we'll have it up. Uh, he doesn't look unhappy about the situation. He looks pretty pretty pleased. He's very pleased with himself, you know? It's like, definitely he's been doing math. Yeah. Um, the, the police found the phrase, death party, God, hell, had been spray-painted in red on the front door of the home. Um... A Brown County Sheriff's deputy found him in a bathtub trying to scrub white and black things off his body. That's how he was
1: found. So, you know, he kept going after He was actually scrubbing things off his body or he was saying that's what he was doing? That's what he said he was doing. Okay. Maybe. It's hard to say. Uh, Johnson allegedly removed his wife from
0: the medical center and brought her home where they took meth and spent her last days rocking out to her favorite song, Metal Health by Quiet Riot. Mm. One song Do you think this is good press for Quiet Riot? I I mean I mean it's kind of a compliment Like I'm Mm -hmm. dying This is the last song I want to hear And I want to hear it on repeat Yeah I mean Like I think it's compliment enough to be like I want to hear your song on repeat Mm -hmm. And it's even more of a compliment I want to hear it on repeat For the last moments of my life Like there's no better song than this song uh, Deborah Johnson, who reportedly suffered from mental illness, diabetes, high blood pressure, pretty much everything, mm-hmm. stopped taking her medication. Uh, she suffered two heart attacks, and she wanted out. Uh, they even uh, alleged that they uh, copulated merely two hours before she died. Mm-hmm. And then he washed her body and wrapped it in linen like the Bible told him to. So it's like, it's kind of a very sweet Meth binge, yeah, in a way, I, I feel it's like,
1: you know, uh, it's as romantic as you can get with uh, yeah, a meth death party. Yeah, like I, I totally understand
0: the idea of like not wanting to die in some sort of home, yeah, knowing you're dying and just being like, hey, why don't we I just have fun for a little bit and call it a day, rather than prolong what's inevitably just uh, just hanging around, yeah, you know, so I, I get why they did that. You know, but and he's he seems like he he want he's okay with making this the end of his life too. the uh, Authorities say he also had a cache of forty seven guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition at his home. Several of the weapons being stolen. Mm. So I guess maybe that's just part of his lifestyle. I guess so. You know, like I mean, if you looked at that guy, I mean, I don't know what kind of job prospects. What was he had.
1: the arrest for? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure the
0: arrest was. For uh, the death, you know, like there's like a, oh, charges of criminal neglect and receiving stolen property. So for Mm. the guns and for neglecting the wife. They call it neglecting, but maybe it's not neglecting. Maybe it's, you know, it's what these people wanted to do with Uh, the end of their life. I mean,
1: technically it is. Like she wanted to be neglected, right? Yeah, I mean, she does have a right to refuse treatment. Is that a thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... But yeah, technically he, he put her in an environment that was not safe, even though she kind of also made a decision to do that, but she sounds like she wasn't right in her mind to no. So it's kind of a a gray one.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like if like she had like an ETA or ETD, um, of like very short amount of time, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think it matters if she was right in the head or not. Yeah. You know, because like, what, are you going to do years of therapy in your two months for no reason? And like, we come to this weird place where you're socially accepted by society. Mm-hmm. Or, or are you just going to be like, eh, fuck it, I'm not changing. I might as well party, be as crazy as I want to be. Yeah, You know, and I, and I guess it's just, I guess most of like, the only thing that I'm really like, eh, I don't know about is that like, we don't really know what this is was like for these people, yeah, like was it like him like literally just like stealing her and just like and just like neglecting her and all that kind of stuff uh, for a couple of days while while he had his party, or was it a was it really just like a some sort of sweet bon voyage to the love of his life, doing what they've been doing their whole life, yeah, you know because he's clearly been doing meth for a while, yeah, that wasn't a just a one time thing that for him, yeah he's no stranger to to the, to the Cristal. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I thought we could get a little dark on the Jerry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's been good. I'm enjoying this. Uh, so, I mean, that's the content I've got for today. I mean, what did we learn today? We learned a lot. We learned a lot, man. We learned how to find pristine Jerry's. Mm-hmm. We learned w- what it's like to be with so many pristine Jerry's and just to have them in our possession. It just feels good to hold like like this cover, it's just so I don't know, just so wholesome. It's just it's just a popular actor smiling, looking down. A deliciously smart romantic comedy, they call it. Two thumbs up by Siskel and Ebert. A smart sexy comedy from NBC. It's uh it's just a wholesome good time and then seeing so many of them jerry after jerry after jerry after jerry in pristine mint condition yeah it's like it's like rapturous you know you know if like i feel like if i'm ever dying i want people to drain my bank account and buy as many jerrys as possible <laughs> and then i want to just party with the jerrys yeah until i finally pass and then once the once i pass just put the jerrys into the pyramid with all the other jerry meat jerrys so that's what i've learned and we've also learned sneaky d poet yeah and he knew it but he didn't say it until 60 episodes in are we really 60 in this is episode 60 wow right we're real like it's getting to the point where it doesn't even matter what episode we're on we've got a lot
1: do you think there's actually 60 jerrys I there might we, be
0: an episode for, for each jerry
1: we have more than 50 for sure that's right i couldn't count all the ones that are hidden around yeah there's
0: a lot hidden i i did a little scavenger hunt for ian um I guess. I mean, what could we do with uh, a Jerry per episode? Can we do something with them? We'll have to. We'll have have to to confer. Yeah, we'll have to confer on that one because these these Jerry's they're valuable. They go for like seven bucks a piece on eBay. You know, I was, and I think like all these pristine condition ones, we might even get more than that. It's just a matter of people wanting to buy them. So I think we have got to time. Time the sale of them if we want to sell them for when everything is terrible is coming around. Yeah. Keep like twenty for us, and uh, and when they come around again, like we're gonna be like the world's best people, and then, and then we'll also tell them, hey, have you had a sudden influx of Virgin Jerries all over the coast? <laughs> <laughs> Those were ours, and here's the rest. Give us social media attention for Scottcast. Yes. yes. Something like that. Cause so we're all about attention. Well, I am. You're not. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, my aunt.
1: I might. I will. We can censor you out if you want. Just put a little little fuzz on my face. A little fuzz, you know, a deep voice, yeah. silhouette, a robot voice. Give me the Mister Freeze voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and just replace everything you say with a cold pun. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that. That would be good. That would be fun. That would be great. Yeah, we learned a, a new business model uh, for criminals or enterprising criminals. Mm-hmm. You know, consulting. Uh, we learned a new way to monetize any exercise habits you might have. So maybe Sneaky D should become an assassin.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And we learn. Walmart's the place to be if you want real. If you want real entertainment, if you yeah. want to get the real scoop on things, make sure you hang around Walmart once in a while. You'll, you'll see what you need to see. So basically,
1: we came up with a lot of bad ideas. This podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, this is. Comple- I mean, Bad idea cast. What says bad idea better than <laughs> purchasing over 50 Jerry Maguire VHS tapes from a liquor store <laughs> in Hamtramck? <laughs> I ask you. All right. I mean, so I guess that's been the podcast. I think that's it. Yeah. Email bag us at hotforscottcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's hot and number four in scottcast at gmail.com. If you want to participate, email bag. We'll read your email aloud and, and, and converse with it. Uh, but other than that, this has been the super colorful, original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast.
1: See you later, Scott Castigators. I've been
0: Dia Doom.